Welcome to Gustoli Podcast on this Saturday. Today we're gonna be we'll be doing some wrestling news. I'll be reviewing I'll be reviewing Dynamite, Rampage, ROH Week, and the ROH pay-per-view as well. So let's start with Dynamite. Okay, the match cards you already know. Omega versus Cobb, IWGP US Heavyweight Champion, whatever. Mm-hmm. The AW International Championship, Arn Cassie versus the Butcher. Dante Castle the Boys versus Blackpool Cut Club. Adam Cole versus Daniel Garcia. Jungle Boy Jeff Perry versus Matt Hardy. Will Nightingale versus Ruby Soho. So let's start with Hardy versus Jungle Boy. As he seeks to shout the AEW World Champion held by NJF, Jungle Boy Jack Perry battle a hard opening contest at Dynamite. Hardy benefited inference from a firm teammate and pace he's controlled about. Throughout the commercial, Ego attempted to get involved. FTW champion Hook made the save, fend them off. Perry recovers for the win, but his celebration cut short. MJ hit the ring. Hit a verbal confrontation ensued. With a brawl, brawl that saw the title over escape to the floor. That back is Bayface to a total close segment. The match with Hardy featured perfect acceptable wrestling. Jackson and Hook versus Page feared into it at least made some sense given the cold hearted Hanson Devils history team with Perry. The post match probably was solid. Honestly, with NJ doing most of the heavy lifting, Perry getting his lines when necessary. Juggle was still not strong enough talking to go word over NJ, but it's a welcome sight to see him have the opportunity to spiral with the world championship. Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara watching backstage as further currents the idea of the four way for world ties on the horizon. Priscilla, double and nothing. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it's most likely going to happen. Double and nothing is going to be a four way from the main event. I want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What pissed Perry off that NGF did a promo about that Perry's girlfriend and NJ to and got an earning kick from Jungle Boy. So, but. Mostly narrow escape where too much damage is done. So anyway. Then backstage Don Calto and Kenny Omega you have to apologize to Hangman Page for misunderstanding in the in the last week's show. Mm-hmm. Then we got Dalton Castle and the boys versus Blackpool Combat Club. The Combat Club Monty Claudio Yuda attacked Dalton Castle and the Boys during the entrance. During inside square circle, the heel trail made short work of the Ring of Honor stars with Casanova pinning Brandon for the contest to win. At the word, they simply ho- hopped the guardrail and left the arena. This was something. It had no reason to exist besides, besides beyond furthering establishing a game mentality of Black Lives Combat Club. The fact that they are heels, worse, they essentially killed whatever credibility cast on the boys had part of Antonio Khan owned for promotion. The post-match attack on Hangman paid by the heel fashion was more and more effective. The fact that it erupted Don Callis' apology not only escalates things between him and the elite, but also shows Callis never fully said sorry for his actions a week ago. The entire second-slot action interaction did more to benefit the ongoing story than wholly unnecessary squash. So, mm-hmm. Squash match unnecessary, and yeah, that's what it is. Then we got a video packet recapping Jericho Peace Society, talking the acclaim out of town, attempt to pursue them, join faction. Bowens and Max Casa promise an answer was next Wednesday night. Then we get a package, video package explaining Jeff Cobb is why he's challenging Kenny Omega for a WGP US heavy US champion. There was still an argument they made against bringing outsiders to come in where they're playing untapped talent under contract. But they have this happen, there should be a company of one of those one off appearances. Like Cass Blend, he and Paige laid backstage some of the effects of the BCC beatdown is aggressive. Unfortunately, Cass got hurt, so it's what it is. Then we get the Cobb versus Omega match. Mm-hmm. Omega overcame injury, suffering, actually, Ilhidro, Del Vigano, and a pre match attack on Don Callis by Moxley. Casanova Yuta successfully defended his IWGP heavyweight championship at a game Cobb. The match was good. The strong performance by Cobb. That was aided by Taz's efforts on commentary. Some great selling by Omega, but that said, the babyface spent the time at selling his reds to a failed attempt at one Ming Angel. Months later, Megan only powers Challenger up, but walked around the ring with him and filled the stack face and stay that had established a point that was a very disappointing conclusion. It wouldn't have been a quietly bout. The post match was sought by Danson, rushed the aid of 
Omega as he found some circle by the back of the combat club is great. Then as I told him, Steven thought saying this is not the BBC was Four and four, they launched itself. Mega wiping out the rain knee, replying to Lebo Lock, leaving line. The swerve was seen to set up a showdown the elite, plus a pang page and the heels. The takes by guts, especially match AEW likes to visit every year. Whatever the case, Danson's return was a welcome one. Question What do you mean we say he was going home? So, this plays a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mega did beat Cobb. Yeah. Then we go to backstage with Shavard for Mega. Kyle's have been attacked by com- Backwell Comic Con. And he says, I'm very angry, Mega. Then we talk about Taz, did a fair jacket job putting Kyle Jizzing over him. And Queen point out he's an Olympic wrestler, 2204 for Koan. So we there's one bit that Omega entered their entrance to a New Japan theme, Double Sky, giving them giving the field from one in Tulsa State. Kyle cut the champion down, dropped from nowhere. So, yeah, pretty much more of this. Now we go to the AEW International Championship match. Cassie versus Butcher. The Butcher gave Cassie one of his toughest challenges as AEW International Championship today. The well-time arrival of the backup former Beretta, Chuck Taylor, out of freshly squeeze over Katie Hiffrens from the blade to retain. Pass over booking with the peer difference tends my blade, but this wasn't nearly good as some of recent defenses. It's a bummer, too. We see too little the Butcher and the Blood on television are way too nice for opportunities for his own good TV. Said this was a mess, honestly, and was never really found a screw to root to an obvious outcome. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get a pre-taped promo from the TBS champion, Hey Gargo, claiming Ty Valkyrie is a problem and she will solve her. So, we get William Nightingale versus Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. Four partners turned rivals that did battles while Nightingale squared off with Outcast. So a whole company to square circle by Saria and Tony Storm. Nightingale became a friendship fan fence from Soho and her friends were teammates to mount a comeback. Mm-hmm. She overcame her when her rival even when he'll deliver because to finish her and managed to kick out a sign of defiance. She rolled for Soho with her feet and rolled so by Storm also resulted in a chain of victory. Mm-hmm. You know, the heels attempt another of the beatdowns for Rio. The Sky Blue made the save. AW Women's World Champion Jane Hader case the segment. The match put Nightingale over the threat before the heel was over. She was when Fed in regard. Nightingale so good at Funky Bayface. The post match was the same, but the Pantheon and Missile time purpose. Which the champ was out of the land. Her mad Rio that we likely fan of future interview should be excellent. So, yeah. So, Soho defeated Nightingale. It was a great summer match. So, yeah. Hey, what it is. Uh huh. It's okay. So, we got Adam Cole in the main event versus versus Daniel Garcia. Um, For the first time in nine months, Adam Cole returned to a square circle Wednesday night. Doing battle with Daniel Garcia, who was to prove he was just more than a lackey for Jericho. Appreciate the signing. Garcia dominated the action, not hesitant as he targeted the head of an opponent who was turning out the left to recover a cushion. A Brazilian Cole fought back through, though, rocked him with a boom for the pinball victory. As the streamers exploded ringside, Bit Bay made her way to ring, really with her real pipe partner and happened. You'll exactly what if Avia paid and mocked attention to AEW television since its inception. Jericho made his way to the ring and helped Garcia at the ring, stopping a few times, looking over the shoulder of Victoria's Cole, but never confronted him. Jericho could recognize when somebody's getting hot or an angle has been a steam, find his way into the mix. It's not necessarily a bad thing either. He's a willing veteran. He knows when he sees something he likes, be involved with it. Cole, is it? And one was some of the Wednesday show. He and Jordan will clash with double nothing. Nothing else. It starts to the match will help bolster the card. So Cole defeated Garcia. Yeah, it was the main event. So, so honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there was one part, small thing. Cole sold the back of his head the bell, and referee Bryce Remember checked on him. There was one tidbit. Jericho made his way in the ring, retreat Garcia, while commentary team mentioned the fact he refused to make eye contact with Cole. He hesitated away to the ramp, but made his way backstage. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Dynamite. And let's go, let's go to Ring of Honor now.
Okay, let's start with ROH now. Let's get to ROH. Again, let's get to ROH. It was a go-home show for the Friday Supercard Honor. We will talk about at the Rampage. So, let's go start the show. Varsity Athletes versus Aussie Open. The first match of the go-home show featured Ari Davari, Tony Nese, Taeyeon, Smart Dervis, and Clive Fetcher at Aussie Open. As always, Smart works doing with his clients. Davari first start for the teens, but didn't take long for more powerful members of the team tag in. Has standoff. Nese showed up his muscles. Davis, Davis showed up his strength. Reason knocked down by a few shoulder tackles. Both of the teams could be classified as heel, but Oscar, Oscar clearly had to cross the port. The match, Nice Davari kept Fletcher isolated for a long time, double team. But they were to keep away from the Davis forever. Nice came out with a hair winning with a tap about 40 spires, but we're going to. Fletcher kicked out of Davis, helped control again. Shop finished for the win. This was a solid match for the two teams that seem to be priority for ROH. Davis and Fletcher will compete in the tag team ladder match, so it's a way to give them a little momentum heading into the show. Winner, Austin Open. Mm-hmm. This, this first introduction for Nisan nice Devar was hilarious. He's honestly to do it for every match, and honestly, it was a great matchup. And we, we had some. Apparently, Davari didn't have a $350 undershirt this time. And then he does that when he takes with some J. So, yeah. Then we got Miu Miu, Yamashi versus Shaz and McKenzie. Miu, Yamashi, and McKenzie men single match night. It's McKenzie's debut for the promotion. Yamashi's first appearance since the brand lean, brand lean launch. So the Japanese star took control early, but the Australian was able to turn the tables on her rather quickly. Crawled behind Yamashi, but there was Moments completing signs from the fans because an East fanman known to the American audience yet. These said match, but didn't feel they had much chemistry in might because they aren't used to work with each other. Felt it was like a slow pace of the match than intended. They picked up it as it went on. They had a ton of words, time work. Yamashi picked up with a win, brutal kick to the head. Winner, Miyu Miyamashi. It was a decent match. So basically, here's some totes. Mackenzie had a main name for herself on the industry, but it was an RA debut. Not yet in television entrance kind of made outcome obvious. So, Mackenzie hit an overlay suplex. Looked great, but almost had Yamashi's head spiked in the mat. Luckily, they made a rotation last second. Yamashi's springboard kick was nice. Alright, the embassy versus JD Griffin, Dak Riper, Iron Singh, Prisnana, company, Brian Cage, and Leah. Leona called to the ring for a trios match against Doc Draper, Andrew Seer, and Ray Griffin. Gage and Draper, most powerful members of the respective team, stand things off. And Gage may handle Draper with a power slam. Both men tied out to Leona Griffin, respectively. So, Embassy were getting paid by Iris, so they make quick work of their opponents. So they get keep the sounds fresh for the title defense off. This one just match, but we what we saw was fine. So the embassy won the squash match. So the announcers call it page the centerpiece of the embassy, which might unfortunately leave us soon, and when his contract's up soon. The way Cage was draped around is so impressive. Draper was on six point seven. Cage was picking up like he was cruise away. Draper has a lot of qualities, but some work always can make him a star. So yeah, mm-hmm. It was a short match, but a good one. The Infantry versus Mental League and IR Fox. Charlie Brown, Sean Newell, first team on IR Fox. Some tatting match. Both teams are baby face armors of the for Mental that started with Hicks Strange Attack. Take down all four men as Ajax physically come. Sorry to hundred men, and there's still out a second. This is the kind of match you can put on any card because it's going to be a crowd in the mind mindset. Great match, Gator playing fans pop. Didn't need feud and heal the boo. It's near good it was. Infantry had experience with revenge and apparently, but mentally, Fox were able to pull out the victory. Winners, mentally, AR Fox. So, here's the nuts. Mentally's jacket was cool. He had a ring gear. It's good. Mentally, Muto, one of the best in the business. Fox is a real game character that came to life. Pretty good. You got Adina versus Emmy Sakura. Orange Women's Championship. This show was taped on Wednesday. Adina put the Women's Championship on the line against Emmy Sakura. This before she went to defend against Yuka Sakasaki. After initial solo, Sakura, the champion took control of being dominated opponent by stiff offense power Mushi. She also took out Meg Saru at ringside, but gave Sakura a chance to take control again. 
So record too much time climbing top room winner and trap. At the end of several kicks that are hung from the rope, but being here that man with brutal strikes and strikes. These two really brought their A game and the crowd response chance that this is awesome. They're fun, energetic fight. Let's all both win, hit all their big spots. Dina scored the win to retain her women's title by submission. Winner Ardina won. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It won a small bit. AWA got their version of DNA WWE. Ember Moon would have been a huge star. She's as good at the heel. And yeah. So yeah, Yuka Sakasaki, Athena for Supercar Paul is a great matchup. And it was. So yeah. So the Kingdom FLI versus Top Fly and Richard Brothers. For these four teams, me and Supercar in reach for the Scarlet match. Rouge, Theristical, Taven, and Bennett took on Ray Fiennes, Penta Zero, Mendo, and Dante Martin, a man tag. So with different styles represented, both team and high flyer. We saw a lot of spots throughout the match, sprinkled throughout the match. Penta and Taven started things out, and Dante tagged out for main content. Once they got all, all eight men in them getting involved ultimately. In the eighth, a little preview was spent at the pay-per-view once all the fights are new each other, instead of teaming up. And hard to say which team had the upper hand. Was participating at this, this time, and it felt like momentum was shift every two seconds. With this match turned fun because it included a bunch of high spots. It was hard to legal at the time. Bruce was eventually able to get the win for his team. Winners: The Kingdom LFL. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. So before that, we got the Pentagon Jungle Gear. Ru- we're never gonna see. I don't think we're gonna see Justice and Alex Airman in a tuxedo match. We'll get that in ROH something. And one more thing: the top flight are gonna to be tag team champ by the end of the year. It might be an AEW ROH, but it's gonna happen somewhere. So Yuta versus Leon Ruff, pure championship. Two days before he faced Koshi Shibata, put the pure championship line against Leon Ruff and Dianne Malenko. Serve the judges. These are the court of honor. Yuta was big time roughing on doing it. I'm sorry, an exchange of holes for Yuta. The ship chopped, not roughing now. Pure man was always due to the ability of deception. Both of you guys put on a great show. The man did not last long, and with Yuta forced to roughing tap out. Everything we saw was great. Makes sense for keep Yuta healthy for the pay per view. I'm not having go him along to go too long, but the match would have been amazing. Five more minutes, you don't want. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one thing I'm impressed with a uh, roughly be able to carry you on his back and submission walk the ropes with pressure display of leg strength. Mm-hmm. And it was well. You know, one more thing. It was kind of funny when guys were small trying to fix the camera, especially a heel like you know, who knows in a big dude. That's funny. And unfortunately, Ruffin is still small, but he did put on a little muscle in leaving WWE. It makes him a little easier to take him seriously as a fighter. And, you know, Shibata came to his aid, so that's what he, I think it was a thing. So, Shibata versus Yuta, Supercar Hunter Friday. And, and you already know how it went down. You'll hear about it after my review, after my Rampage review. Um and nor I know the back the the background sound noise so you got Blake Christian versus Edo Idril Vigno. So that's two weeks after facing Omega on Dynamite and he Vigno was back in one of the Tony Khan's rings for masking Blake Christian. The announcers went out their way to call a dream match high five on Mati Club instead of saying for a pay per view. Woohoo, whatever. They started fast pace with Ranty, saying that's testing speed. Chuck Hannah, they're coming to stay mate. Regina and Christian may have been opponents, but feel like they were in the mouse and started to ring just tried. As way of you know what Christian not let himself shine. The good ever named manager quickly earned this is awesome front route. If you need every movie pros makes sense, and the math review this action you'll be available under the brutal hand. Hurricane. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was a great matchup. Both men were doing great. There were twisted free sports spots from the middle rope. Doing these things outside flips and dives. So, yeah. Um, 
Then we got Eddie Kingston versus Christopher Daniels. Two longtime R stars, veterans went to war in the main event and Kingston took on Daniels as the main event. Both men showed a clear respect to each other while observing a code of honor. Each other was a lockup or right trying to knock each other down with shoulder tackles. The longer it went, the more physical it became. Dancing resorted to tying Kingston up groups so he could ink back neck with poor pressure. This is back and forth. Fight this up, both men take a lot of damage. Kingston might have been a big match in cardio while well, this week, but didn't let him stop from giving 100%. Danielson put up a good fight, but the Mad King was too hard for him. Kingston lay it back, back toward the pin and the win. So Kingston won. This was a great main event. They were due to chance. Already crowd up both of these guys. The chance started before the match being going minute. Daniel has been on a poor level of working as he has style, testament, skill. He probably has sore knees like a map, but for the fact he still had a perspective for Mensal at 53 is impressive. So, the Kingston will tape it. Kingston only put a lot of extra strikes. Strikes stand for like dangerous. The, the way it has to put straps on after we had so much trust, hard falling stairs, which funny, chops were funny. It was pretty much funny. It was a good main event. RH was a good main event. So mm-hmm. now let's let's get to Rampage right about now. All right, let's get to Rampage. This is a Rampage from this week. Let's go to it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to Rampage. So basically, it's a March thirty first. First, so Rampage. It included Farah. Tanuske, Hasselblad, Robson, Starks, Shifford, Cargill, everyone else. So let's get to Rampage. And then Supercard of Honor. Let's get to it. Guevara with Melo versus Takashi. Kanosuke challenged Guevara away to the end. Exciting, honestly, high fly match. However, Melo grabbed the leg of the Japanese wrestler and slowed him, setting up the Spanish guy to take the win with the GTH. Honestly, this was a strong opening contest. It honestly, it was more action than story. They got the crowd invested, and Takashi continues to win over the crowd. I mean, the audience for eventual major run. The next step with Takashi should be setting up a big rivalry. He could win. He's Chris Jericho or Christian Cage boost. For the moment, he needs to lose as Guevara prepared a venture challenge for the AEW World Championship. He's probably the least member of the Four Pillars feud, but he has still had not had a chance to verbally battle with NGF yet. So, yeah, Guevara defeated Kashi by pinfall. Well, we have some moments, multiple. Jungle Boy, Darbyana, watched closely backstage, continuing the four pillars build that would continue assuming all the way to EW Double or Nothing. Takashi went for the superplex, you know, um, Guevara raked his eyes, right, knocked him into the wheel, a little drop kick. And so, you know what? As long as I say it's going to be good. Alright, we go to the King of Black Throne with Julia Hart, Rich Best Friends. A physical battle spilled outside to a Birdie King powerbomb shot through the side table. Trip Burdock blasted King with a chair. This is called disqualification. The fight continued until Orange Cassidy King made the save. Buddy Matthews blasted from behind, laid out a fresh squeeze on the ramp. Malachi Black told Cassidy that he lured him out to be taken down. It is rare for AEW match to end with disqualification. This led to announcement of House of Black versus Best Friends for the Trios Championship. It could, it could potentially set up Black to grow up the AEW International Championship. It was a solid match, but a post-match mattered more. These six managed to tell some great stories in the ring in the coming months. King of the Black Throne ended in a DQ finish. What it is is what it is. So, we also had a QTB talk dot QT Marshall's viral new finisher while continuing to talk Warlow. Then we had Matt Hardy worked up a contract for Ethan Page for his hook next week, which Page signed. It certainly looks like Matt has set up Page to fail despite his encouragement. So, we go to Tyler Valkyrie versus Maria Sheffer. Sheffer gave Valkyrie her toughest test yet, but still fell to the road to Valhalla. Mark Sterling demanded a tutty, delivered a quarter to a lot of Weroka. Val- Valkyrie hit a road to Valhalla on her as well. While this started continued to feud of Valkyrie and Jake Argyll, it did little else. Shaver under refined the rain, did not have chemistry with Valkyrie. The two floated through the match to La Weroka win. 
While Valkyrie has a pedigree, AEW fans typically committed fully to homegrown talent, so he's struggling to get over the feud with the popular TBS champion. At least the two should have a good match when the time comes. Hopefully, AEW is planning some longer women's matches for Rampage soon. This show has let down the delusion recently. So, yeah. We saw Cargill and her law firm early match rock closely. So the crowd exploded when the TV champion again card charging in the ring. Then we get some Swerve Strick and Keith Lee both promised to end their fat feud soon. NJ warned Julie Hart that she would choke her out. Alright, we go to Jay Juice Robinson versus Atchan Andrade. Juice Robinson beat down Andrade with a focus attack on the ribs. Andrade nearly came back, but Rock Hard planning with the juice is loose to win. Juice tried to do some extra damage at the belt, but Ricky Starks ran him down. It was nothing that was exciting main event, but Juice did earn Andrade's telling more than he has in recent matches with limited build. Robinson would have been better served by winning more dominantly through. Juice versus Starks may be a major test for the Rock Hard. He needs to show that he can be more than just a good hand that can win on AEW's top rising stars. Juice defeated Andrade by pinfall. Then we have a new normal for a rampage with a video pack for my heart says his line. The interviews were more fun, but this is easier to time out. So yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. So yeah, that was so that was the main event. That was the whole rampage. It was pretty good. The women match was disappointing, to say least. But you know, so you know. Lastly, let's let's go let's go to now we go to Supercard of Honor. Alright, so let's talk about the results. Klausanoli defeated Eddie Kingston, retained the belt. Athena defeated Yuka Sakasaki. Samojo defeated Mark Briscoe, retained his title. Shibata defeated Yuta, new pure championship. Embassy retained their title. Lucha Bros defeated the Kingdom. Aranos to win the Tag Team Championship and that reached for the Sky Ladder match. And Hijo Devangle defeated Commander, retained his belt. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Daniel Garcia. So let's go. So, yeah, right now, let's start with Zero Hour. First matches. Yes, we know now it's four matches per hour. So I'm going to recap all this on this page to make it easier for everyone. Chasey Reeling was the first to hit Kyle. Kyle Fresh of Awesome Mega and Diamond. He was looking to get some momentum. They had a solid match. Relatively simple, Cobb with his two of Dylan's finisher. Jeff Cobb, winner, great, and whatever. So, yeah. So then, Willie McIntosh actually faced off in the second pre-show bout, but Mac got a nice response, but Takashi got a big pop. Both these men are powerful. Mac had a size, slight size, his ring advantage, while Takashi had an upper hand with height and speed. Good match, competitive matchup, with, got the crowd hyped more than once. Takashi scored the win and the one performance. Konosuke Takashi won. So we go to Nightingale take out Miranda Lazen during match. Willow is one of the beloved women in ROH. We made a great match we made her entrance. So the jury used some cheap tactics to take a shot a couple of minutes, but Nightingale ultimately regained her composure and won the match with a powerbomb. That was some decent bout, but didn't come close to some winner on a match in some months. Experience and the points may have been a contributing factor, but it's still a good job. Winner, not Will Nightingale. Final man of zero hour show with Slim J for some recent signs with Grayson. Order found in the next welcome for a RH return. Grayson next to the corner, so the bell rang. He bet out Slim to prevent Rayan back. Right back at the opponent, Arya dies. Iron Starling did everything he could to give Slim a hand, but Evil Uno, Jeremy Shias, were in two stats against his ally. The match was high energy, moment stand to referee count three assets. Well, Grayson picked up the win with a backbreaker. Stu Grayson won. So, yeah. So, Cobb was moving better, you know. That was good. Cobb should build his final son. McGinnis joined the commentary. He made his debut. He's a return. He joined commentary after the first match. So, yeah. There's some cool things. So, let's get to the main show pay-per-view. And he joined the Vigo versus Commander. Eight. Triple A Mega Championship. The Triple tri- A Mega Championship was on the line. The opening bell, both in the main card when Vingleman faced Commander. Both of men had gone to exposure on EW recently, so a lot of people gave a taste of high-flying antics with his time. The core of Autumn Reserve crowd was going wild, chanting for even make content. They locked up, began trading lilacs. Surprisingly, they quickly took matches of the map, began trading. But they did with signature luchas are shot. Both men had sandy at the time, so they kept coming to stalemate. 
commanders set up a table reset for forfeit slave floor. Match the more begin to favor the championship. Hitting the Canadian destroyer from the top. Command the table with C60 cents on the debris. Commander his finisher breaking gold bound from the bottom rope. Last break the pin. Score when the series three end a critical match. If you like Lucha be action, the match likely make you happy. If you like matches, then you probably have a bad time. It's amazing to say Arrow Billy Profmanio the kind of rest appreciate school of performances. So and he defend you know one. So the righteous Learn more about this. The Righteous Dutch and Vincent showed up at the end of the match. Previous match between Grace and Slim. They may look like feuding with the Dark Order. Commander had great entrance music. First common and the pin combination. Nigel trying to best explain why Commander line of feet when try to hit 450. It's like wrong. Rock of the Road, Tennis Street, Impressive kind of thing. We see if Lucha Joe's. If anything exists in the modes, we can see. Can cross the top rope, one corner, of course, your moves and must pass to see you all weekend. So, yeah. Uh, the Embassy versus AR Fox. Written as a league for the six man Brian Tab belts. So, Brian K, Leona, or Khan put the RA six man titles on the line against the trio RA Fox. Like Christian Mentally, all six men brought brawl instead of the bell ring. Once that's settled with Mentally, finally, someone's seeing all the power moves. The match looked good, but it was kind of over a spot lace. It was going from spot to spot, trying to weave together a the story. I thought it was fun. It could have been better. Cage was able to score a win with apologize to Mental Elite to retain the six man titles for his team. The winner is the Embassy. So Cage had a great mohawk to match his gear. It wasn't, it was a say a great. So the way Fox is sort of rope, that takes a lot of problems as well. Athena versus Yuga Sakasaki for the ROH Women's Champion. Athena, the new brand new women's title belt are entrance for the defense of Yuga Sakasaki. They started Shelly Pace and to took control hit but down the ring. It's sure we in the office hard points and dance my boy. Late match come back was like top rope. This was a competitive match of women uh my society present and produced some great match along the way. Winner, Athena. So here's some notes. Sakasaki says the fetchiness. Bailey Kyrie on her chance play some some of the past. It was a good the triple bomb powerball spot was good. Yuka made me not for strength, but she says probably power for music or a superplex and a few slams. Pretty good. Now we got Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe, ROH TV Championship. Samoa Joe and Mark Briscoe met for the title championship and one of the most high pissing match on Tiger Card. Played some mind game. Joe rolled out the ring to avoid contact and bring in the match. Mark needs some redneck from Kung Fu, but Joe with this and just strikes the tag specials. Spell Joe up and once Joe out of the ring, he was able to collect his own take control. Joe chest began to look like purple after Martin Lisa Fury child palm strikes, but he was almost laughing about it. Soon they began to bring Taylor chains of a fight. It was a high intensity build of fight. Guys with like pain, Mark winning would have been feel a good moment, but Joe ended up winning, winning by rapid sombrage after he lost the submission. Joe hooked his hand for a lead in the ring to show respect to the man who took him to the limit. Yeah, Samoa Joe retained his L. It was cool to see Mark still carrying the old tag to honor his brother Jay. Most of the time we see a new design this week, but the TV test kept the same. Joe's balance for Suplex Ringside was look great. Mark's card assisted dive spot nice. Hit the net break from the paper, took more impact through Joe the dot the table than Joe did. Joe Tanahase versus Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia was out for the first match against the New Japan Pro Wrestling Hiroshi Tanahashi. They saw a simple lockup, stage of holes. They were in Russia to pick up the pace. Garcia slow by hitting North Strike three times onto the mat by Rabbi Hare. The 44 year old began taking 20 or 60 or a venture apart by four submissions. Tanahashi sold everything and was the most pain he ever felt in life. This was a display of technical ability from both competitors. This might stand out of competitors. Some of the bouts on the show, now it would have been a show stealer. Dash we have a real line match and score the pinfall Garcia to win. So yeah. Dash he won. 
Because he's not going to right wear any sweater pants. He went for you. It's look weird. It'll still look weird. Tanahashi was riding edge over selling times. Did a good job walking the line. Ta- Garcia refused to shake Tanahashi's hand after the match. Then we got the Reach for Sky ladder match. Tag, tag belts. The Reach for Sky ladder match. Crown Reach are tag belts. Fiji Aussie Open. Top Flight. Kingdom. MFI. The Lucha Bros. There's no way to accurately recap what happened. Matt here is fighting to fighting over Rain Ring. There was so much going on in time, it was hard to, where to look. It was uh, every high spot, double team movie. Imagine there were two, so apologize on the stage. There were moves following the ladders and do dives that took out multiple point, opponents. At one point, Penta hit Dante Martin with the Canyon Destroy from the ladder on the four tables. Dante Martin really grabbed his leg. You can see checking him out the side as Lucha Bros won the match to become new R tag belts. The match was a lot of fun. Let's hope Dante was able to recover quickly. You can tell his leg was hurting as soon as he landed. My FTR, Mark Brister came to congratulate everyone on a great performance. So yeah, Lucha Bulls retained and won. So honestly, the new titles are similar to the new to the new Pure Pure Women's titles. So the only belts that didn't get designed are six man TV titles. So it's weird. So, Tavian embedded a his commission suicide died using a device looks awesome in my book. The Sunset Powerball and Dante Mahan Bennett was Lutz. We got Barbahan and Joe Hay getting into a scuffle. Fletcher took a nasty fall and ran ladder to the ringside. Darius got hurt, broke his leg, but he'll be fine. Then we got the Pure Championship match, Yuda versus Shibata. The Pure Champions on the line appeared to a match when Yuda took on his former mentor, Shibata. Moxley was with Yuta to support some BBC support. Pure Rules matches were a bit of more of a methodical side. But these two slightly quicker pace, so the aggression. Honestly, this was more about the title spot, probably for both men. Yuta was the first one to use three rope bracers. Shibata had the uh, defense for quite some time. Yuta tried to fire some shots, but Shibata sold them, so the champ reduced himself to use a little blow in the fist, earning a warning of the match. Challenger was in control of much of the match, put Yuta through the ringer, stiff chop kicks. Shabbat ended up scoring surprise win with a running kick. This is an excellent match with a genuine shocking outcome. Shabbat, honestly, is one of the guys who has a cool presence about him. You can't even explain, he just has it. We saw, we had Pat Butt, Rain Master, Rain, Tristan, Van Daniels, the judges. There's something funny about, I think, at the wrestling here. I'll be honest, as simple as talking with him on four. So Shibata kept the referee's trial while he kicked Yuta in the chest. It was hilarious. Hilarious. Claudia Castanelli made an event for the eight for the ROH World Title versus Eddie Kingston. It was Castanelli versus Eddie Kingston for the ROH World Title. The main event of the night was the World Championship with Claudio and Kingston. It took less than two minutes for Kingston to try to bring a chair to ring, but made ref made him get rid of before he got himself disqualified. The whole story of the match was how two two men hated each other, so it was more of a fight than a wrestling match. The champ used traditional movers than Kingston, but was best because of their personal styles anyway. It was a war of attraction. Both men were drained by the end of this because they had given every taken everything they had. They delivered a performance worth for the main event spot. Both men hit each other the best moves that could keep up. Each other until Costanelli was able to serve the pin to score the win. The crowd had missed reaction to the finish, but it probably means this is the last we have seen these two. Kingston should have won, but Costanelli winning is in that battle. Yuta came to celebrate the champ and apparently attacked Kingston, but Shibata came out to stand by the man at King's side. Winner, Costanelli. So, yeah. Kingston tried to bring in the chair almost immediately. It was pretty funny. He had zero chill. Kessler had a suplex to the rose and flow. It was a great spot. The slap fight they had was way better than on the power slash show. Kessler had a double stop at one point. Luckily, he ran on Kingston's face and his chest. Slowed him down, thankfully. That was stressed, but Kessler looked brutal. The way, honestly, when Kingston took the grunt wrench suplex from the apron was almost a disaster. He had not rotated on a second. Kingston would have landed right on his head. So, yeah, that was like. That's my RA Supercar Auto review as well. So now I'm going to start doing the news. So get ready for the news. That was Supercar Auto. Let's get to the wrestling news. Triple H has reportedly approved the new WWE World Championship belt design. Head of Korea Triple H reportedly approved the design of a new WWE World Championship belt that could be introduced in the near future. The report comes from Rebel. Russell votes via Give Me Sport, follows the last regulation, rumors that WWE top title, new design, Curry Rose main event, WWE two top belts, been open marriage from WWE Wingle 
winged eagle belt. While they were talking to sport, Russell Fultz noted that belt could be introduced to us this week. So, yeah, there's a new belt. Mm-hmm. They talk about the new belt. Yeah, the neat the the wing angle remains to be seen is something unique, and what I think is that Cody's gonna win and he's gonna get the new wing eagle belt or Roman wins. I don't know what happens. So my thoughts on it is that yeah, we need a new design for a title. Cody's gonna get it. Cody wins, and I, and we don't know what happens with Roman. He does what he wants. Is how we do. Yeah, that's what it is. Charlotte Flair doesn't see anyone right now that could retire her. Flair has no plan of retiring anytime soon. We an interview with CBS Sports' Shaka Mero. Flair commented on being featured in AE Bakfield NBA Legends. You know, she is still a full time roster member to SmackDown. She haven't joked in Majora how self as a stage of career pair house company sees her. Flair trying to push me out now. I'm not really high. I haven't hit my prime yet because I'm starting to get there. That's in a promo. I'm a living legend. I feel like when I'm thinking of a legend, he'll undertake his career. Besides that, it means retiring and drinking peanut cloth on the beach somewhere in Tillium. From Smart Flair. Sorry, Flair. Flair spoke about a potential retirement manager who she would face. Remark, she is a serious who's right now would be an ideal opponent to face in the last match. It's so hard. I don't know what landscape is going to look like. There's a difference from passing the torch and a retirement match. Retirement match. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Person exists yet. For now, it appears that the Queen has plenty left in the tank. The weekend she defends SmackDown with Champs against Red Ripley. Also, main match that's a tip to the main event. One of the show shows she is currently her 14th reign women's champion WWE. It's edging closer to the 16th on her father, Ric Flair. Yeah. Then we have John Jones Guinness say he wouldn't rule on in ring return. Former Ring of Honor World Champion WWE commentator. Guinness spoke about possibly a return to the ring for a match. He has been out of action since his time for in ring competition. So, at wrestling, against him, we want to talk technical wrestling world. Big match in him. John just got the lights up. Sitting angle when he first cemented that at his injury. Guinness to a new career in wrestling world broadcast role in WWE with NXT UK as a color commentator. During his time on two man power trip of wrestling. Guinness expresses certain issues related as mentioned is easier to let her cool your heads. That's a million dollar question. Yeah, right as soon as I went my separate way to WWE, I can throw in the same film as strength at this point in life respect surgery. I will understand either, you know, there's only a part of you wants that final moment sometimes. Smart heads of prevalence shit, of course, they're saying every people edge leader tradition. A lot of people come have really good matches, had a really positive feelings on influence on the industry and in a way I'll have the new generation next generation. That's fantastic, so only time will tell. John really has an air rings of bow, and I'm ready to get fired. So, honestly, we're going to see more from McGinnis in May. Yeah, he'll appear in a progress for Pro Wrestling Superstar Style tournament where he's been announced to make an appearance. Pretty much. So, yeah. My thoughts on this, and Guinness should start wrestling more often, you know. I want to need more wrestling from McGinnis or some things. And more of that. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. McGinnis did debut for ROH, return to ROH, uh, the Supercard Honor that I already reviewed. So, it's something newsworthy about that. Matt Jackson reported the with an injury bicep, picked up an AEW Winnipeg show. The Elite, the Bucks, Matt Jackson is reporting the injury that could have him out of AEW ring for quite a while. Yep. Mm-hmm. Matt Jackson currently involved in one of AEW's biggest ongoing storyline with all formerly between Bat Bull Comic Club, Hangman, and Payne and Dark Horse Elite. <sighs> Last week, AEW Dynamite started young books being attacked the way in the ambulance. Attacked. This has been revealed by Brian Alvarez and David Milton on the way to celebrate Re Raider. That's all about the Matt as he legitimately injured. Okay. Okay, match that's injured. I just heard it was personally. That happened the match. I had counter. Awesome. Apparently, it was early in the match. But the whole match. No, he surgery or not, I heard. This is what Elraz. Most of it to add that Mahari decided not to get Jackson, not to get the surgery. So, yeah. Will he, will he also be healthy quicker back? So, I'm thinking it's seven months. So, yeah. So, honestly, with Matt Jackson, honestly, out. Mentioned being the biggest ongoing story, so it'd be important to be back sooner rather than later. 
So my thoughts on this, and Matt Jackson got hurt in the Winnipeg show. Get well soon, Matt Jackson. So honestly, what will happen to him then? Well, AEW managed to make something work, so let's hope it continues on there. Moxley said he was bending over back for CM Punk and Tony Khan during AEW feud with Punk. CM Punk's no stranger to the chapter of the debate in the wrestling world. The child of narratives and ring will rip away from AEW. Structure seven months, I'll ask the post to scroll scrum. It's been for yet. And Punk over to China. So, most recently, the 44 had a public talk with Instagram story about everything. And then that's what led to Perry on Renee back at sessions when Moxley added a comment about story post. Moxley said he was seeing that level, he found the whole thing annoying. Basically, he talked about drama, news that was annoying, social media shit. Then he also went on to explain that he uh, was, he actually wasn't under on the contract at AEW through the last summer. He was reluctant to commit any long-term following his return from alcohol-related substance rehab. So, you know, honestly, like, he got so upset. He said that he would have, he could have gone to SummerSlam we SummerSlam and brung in the title belt. That was a bad situation for Tony Khan, you know. Mm-hmm. And that he and Moxley concluded, but he was open to the idea of working with Punk, even though he didn't have to do to have an official contract. He went as far as Rochester and bending over backwards to help Tony Khan AEW. It's basically a controversy and stuff, you know. That he Moxley also goes on to say that AEW has most bullshit drama out of place he worked for his career. So this is not work. This is a bad real situation. One so sad for Punk. Punk need to get his shit together and come back. But you know, Moxley has something to say. He got it out of the system. So I don't know. The future for Punk remains unclear. There's a lot more coming out, brawl roll and consequences to this day. Moxley is still routine on TV as Mr. Turn Heel and Feud with the Dark Order. So let's go to Nick Khan talks about about Korea being months ahead of WrestleMania. Apparently, according to Nick Khan, creative plans are prepared for preparation. So, the president, Nick Khan, said the company hired 50 to 75 writers, producers assist with creative, overseeing our triple H, Bruce Pritchard, on herd with Colin Card. So, he basically talked about months in advance about creative plans, being advanced and head of creative plans, have a advanced plan, having plans, be set. What did he set? Set. Yeah, be set, you know. And honestly, this is what Nick Khan talked about. So basically, the WrestleMania weekend is going to start kicking off this Saturday, this today with Dan Deliver, followed by WrestleMania Night 1, then right at Night 2 on Sunday. So my thoughts on it, good, good for WWE. Their changes, it's what it is. Vicky Guerrero reveals she'll be leaving the WWE in July, feels the time is right to move on. Basically, she had an interview with Denise Salado. Like, Vicky Guerrero talks about leaving AEW. She's moved on. She is working with HSN, starting to write a book. She's having other projects, you know. And honestly, it's not that bad. She had a great run in AEW, but it's not that bad if you think about it, you know. And you know what? That's my thoughts. Vicky Guerrero, good for you. AEW has been good to Vicky Guerrero, and I'm, I hope it'll be a lot more. So, he did talk about Ray Mysterio, the Hall of Fame and stuff. It was pretty good. Will she come back to WWE to dominate, right? I doubt she's going to have projects, so I doubt. No. So, yeah. So, yeah, they talk about the class 2033 set. What happened? That happened yesterday. For last, for, happened this week, Friday. So, the. Match one is Ray vs. Dominic tonight, so I don't know what's gonna happen. Would Vicky return? No, she's gonna be out. She's uh, she's under still under contract. She's out July, so um, that wouldn't make sense. Then we have Tony Khan discussing our scripting AEW talent promos, revealing he's considering turning into a Bayface. Yeah, he talks about turning into a Bayface and stuff. He talks about not scripting promos. You know, like promos, like you script promos and and you. What if promos you have to make you know scripting not important like bullet points, it makes sense you know, like he actually thought of turning pulling the trigger on a Bayface turn he ultimately decided against it, and he feels that his best the champion's best is playing a bad guy and it works for him, so you know honestly, this week's a good episode. This week's Dynamo as I said again was good, and then JF, and we're defending the world title in a fatal four way. Double or nothing. It'll be a great match. Interesting match. 
So, yeah. <coughs> All right. Tony Khan reveals interested in working with Stardom in the future. Mm. Yeah, basically, Tony Khan wants to have a forbidden door out of women's wrestling. He wants to bring Stardom to this. That's when from the background, from the background podcast, like Tony Khan talked about, he wants to be interested in working with Stardom. Like, like he he's basically interested in working with Stardom, Joshi Rust, female wrestlers, women's wrestlers having a dream matches, you know, creating feuds. Her goal, I think he wants to get Mercedes Monet. It's pretty gonna be good, you know. So he also has Stardom had the you know serial tournaments of April twenty third. So. So it's what it is, how you thought with Tony Khan, but give Tony Khan some credit. He's bringing women wrestling to something you you like or don't like, whatever. Then we go about how he reveals about London debut coming soon. They know to span the horizons and locations, so they announced the Dynamite City and before they're planning to venture across the pond to host a show in the United Kingdom. So the company revealed they were actually looking to giving AEW Tony owner Tony Khan links with. Football team film, VSC Adventure Showcase in front of a British crash made complete sense. It was highlighted. He talked about how eventual event isn't far away. He tried to set the dates, the, the venues and stuff. That's Tony Khan's job. And you know what? I think UK could happen. So you got to give it a shot, you know. You got your wrestlers, you know. It's what it is, is what it is. So, you know, the, the, the AEW UK... Announcement is coming soon, so be patient. So apparently, Size AEW were reportedly working on a reconciliation of Beyond Punk for, Insta- for the Instagram post. So apparently, we're talking about the Instagram post Punk made. It was already talked by Moxley and stuff. There was poorly there was a reconciliation at one point, but then the post came out. It it ended up throwing everything away, and you know there were more stuff from Meltzer. We all know we could trust Meltzer. But it did understand a little different with the United Center for All Out. So we all know we can still trust Meltzer. So we all know. It's what it is. So I hope see Punk does come back. Come soon. So whatever. Alright. Alright. AAA reported very high dominant star. Long term plans for him to star. So according to recent report. Hunter is going to be very high on dominant serial. So yeah. That's going to be helping tonight. Basically Meltzer said that Triple H is a to be high on Mystery, Dominic. So they're going to be long-term plans for him. We don't know what it's going to be. So let's hope it's something good, you know. Then we, after the Bloodline shit, you know. I think they're going to be able to play a great story. Now, Dominic could be a big heel if he had the chance. Imagine Dominic defeating, retiring Rey Mysterio, taking his mask. Imagine the heat again, you know. No, I, I used to hate Dominic because he never got to see the train. Like... I don't hate him because I felt that he didn't get the training he need. Like, but now maybe maybe it was for the best for his character. So <clears throat> you don't have to be a good wrestler; you just have a good character. So you know, it's what it is. It's how you do. So yeah, so yeah. This was the wrestling news. This was the Custody Podcast. I'll see y'all next Saturday for some night. My rampage fallouts from Supercard of Honor. You know something. So bye.